Well, praise the Lord. This here's Pastor Jerry, once again, coming to you with the Word of God. Always an honor, always a privilege to bring the Word of God to you. We're so grateful that you're connecting with us, whether it's uh, audio, video, however it is you're uh, listening in or watching, praise God. Again, it's just always a privilege to bring you the Word of God. Today, we're going to jump into the book of Colossians. We're going to talk about the power of thanks today. I guess we're coming up on Thanksgiving holiday, at least here in the States. And, uh, you know, not that it's all about a holiday, but it is about thanksgiving, praise God. It's a, a powerful force when you understand the importance and the power of giving thanks, praise the Lord. So with that said, Colossians chapter, uh, chapter 3, please. And verse 17, it says this, And whatever you do in word or deed, in other words, in, with voice or with action, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, here we go, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him, praise God. One translation, I believe it's the message translation, says it this way, praise God. It says, giving, uh, pardon me, thanking God the Father every step of the way. I like that. Thanking God the Father every step of the way, praise God. Hallelujah. Now the word thanksgiving or the giving of thanks uh, means to express gratitude. Okay, now I'm saying this on purpose, okay, because where we're going today, to express gratitude, to speak praise, okay, to confess, in other words, or make a declaration, confess adoration and appreciation, okay. Now, I thought I would look uh, some of them words up, but I just thought about uh, the word appreciation, okay, thought it was worthy of bringing this out. The word appreciation uh, means to esteem or to recognize, acknowledge, speaks of valuation or to value some admiration or to admire, but it uses the word also insight or to see. So bottom line, what it is, it's referring to uh, what you're focusing on. In other words, uh, it says you're, you're uh, confessing adoration and appreciation. In other words, you're seeing something you're focusing on something, and then you're acknowledging it, okay, uh, which is going to be kind of key as we get into this today. All right, so the giving of thanks. Now, what I thought uh, I would do first, uh, since we're in Colossians, I have a tendency when I'm in here, I just kind of walk you through some of this. I'm going to go to Colossians 1, praise God, verse 12. I'm just going to kind of jump into a few verses just to kind of show you something and make a point and then move on here today. The Word says in verse 12 of Colossians 1, giving thanks to the Father who has, past tense, keep that in mind, has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this, okay? We always have something to focus on to give thanks for, all right? And when, especially when it comes time to the things of God. As we see in this verse, God has, past tense, qualified us to be a partaker, amen, of the inheritance of the saints in light. So we could give God thanks for what He has done. All the things. We can go through scriptures and find out all kinds of things. The price that was paid for you and me. Things that were done, amen, on our behalf because of the fact that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. In other words, we could focus just even on the things that God has done for us just to find things to give thanks for. Amen. We could focus on that all day long and give thanks for that. But it doesn't stop there, praise God. If you go to chapter 2, 
in verse 6 and 7, it says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, talking about at this moment, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught. Here we go, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So here we're seeing things that God's doing right now. He's talking about you right now being, uh, in other words, your walk right now, being rooted and built up, established, amen, abounding in this, amen. And it says, with thanksgiving. So we could give God thanks not only for what He has done, but for what He's doing right now in our midst, all right? And it doesn't stop there, right? Okay, so here we go in chapter 4, in verse 2 and 3, it says, Continue earnestly in prayer, Come on now, being vigilant or watchful in it with thanksgiving, all right? Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. And the point I'm trying to make is he's talking about now starting to give God thanks ahead of time for what he will do, okay? Now, I'm just saying here, okay, the word here talking about the giving of thanks, okay, about confessing uh, adoration and appreciation, about speaking praise, something that's coming out our mouth, amen, giving God honor for something that He has done, something that He is doing, something that He will do, amen, by faith, right? You're believing that God's going to do this, so you, you start giving God thanks for that ahead of time, praise God. The point I'm trying to make is you could have a lot of things going on in your life Amen. All kinds of good, bad, ugly, all kinds of stuff happening. But I guarantee you there's always something about God, something that He has done, something He is doing, and something that He will do, praise God, that you can focus on and give thanks for, praise God. Amen. And that's kind of my key right, or my point right there. So with that said, let's look now to the book of uh, Thessalonians, chapter, uh, 1 Thessalonians, pardon me, chapter 5, please. 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, and let's see here. We'll, uh, we're kind of jumping in the middle of a sentence here, but we're going to go to verse 18. Of course, it talks about rejoicing and praying without ceasing. And it says in verse 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Now, again, I'm just trying to make uh, some points here, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the importance of, Getting your mouth, you know, working for you here is really what we're dealing with today. Getting your mouth working for you, understanding that you can, amen, there's a lot of stuff that's happened that is working right now, things that will happen that you can begin to focus on and give praise for, give thanks for, praise God, and understand that according to this, it says in everything, it didn't say for everything, but it said in everything, give thanks. In other words, no matter what's going on, there's always something to give thanks for, all right? It's key, all right? It's really key. And again, we're going to show you some of that here in a minute. But in everything give thanks for it is, or for this is, pardon me, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Over the years, you know, I've always had people ask questions about, you know, how do I know if I'm in the will of God? And, and I understand, you know, that's an important question. There ain't nothing, uh, we're not trying to make light of that by any means. Uh, because, you know, people want to know, am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? Am I making the right decisions? I understand what they're asking. But one thing's for sure, if you will just every day just start giving God some thanks for things that He's done, 
things that he's doing, things that he will do. You just begin to focus on those kind of things and start giving God thanks. Guess what? You automatically jump into the will of God right there. So if anything, you know by just giving thanks, amen, in the midst of whatever it is you're going through or dealing with, whatever, no matter how your day's going, if you will just purpose to begin to give God thanks on a consistent basis, you'll understand, or you need to understand that you are in the will of God just by doing that, praise God. Anyway, I thought that was just kind of a good nugget. Okay, with that said, let's go to the book of Hebrews. I'm just kind of laying some groundwork here. The book of Hebrews, chapter 13, please. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 13, all right, and I'm going to go to verse, well, verses, I think. I'll look at a couple of them here. Verse 15 and 16, Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. And it says this, uh, Therefore, by him let us continually offer, now you notice it, continually, continually offer, here we go, the sacrifice of praise to God, the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, now he explains it, that is, here we go, the fruit of our lips, see it's our mouth, all right, our mouth's engaged here, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name, right, but do not forget to do good and to share, in other words, other things here, for with such sacrifices, plural there, all right, God is well pleased. So part of that, okay, not just the doing good and the sharing with one another, but the verse prior to talk about the sacrifice of praise, which is, come on, your mouth, amen, your mouth giving thanks, amen. Now, I'm, I'm stressing that because, uh, you know, a lot of times somebody will make the statement, well, you know, I got a praise in my heart. Well, that's good. That's a good place to have it. You know, you should have a praise in your heart. But the word's pretty clear that if you got, you know, whatever's in your heart in abundance should be coming out your mouth, all right? Uh, so you, you need to understand that we're, well, we're talking about the giving of thanks. It ain't just something that stays inside your heart here where, you know, I'm just thankful inside. No, it, it needs to be coming out your mouth, okay? It's key. There's multiple reasons for it, but we're definitely going to focus a little bit on it today. And that is you got to have your mouth engaged. You got to get your mouth working for you, not against you. Now, with that said, you know, as we said earlier, you know, appreciation is about what you're focusing, what, what you're uh, giving appraisal to, what you're uh, seeing and, and acknowledging here, what you're seeing, what's, uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, insight, what, what is it you're focusing on, because what you focus on is probably ultimately going to be the thing that comes out your mouth. And I just thought I'd tell you that, okay, because that's just the facts. If all you're focusing on is the junk, I guarantee you pretty soon that's what's coming out your mouth, okay? If you're focusing on the good, guess what? That's what's going to come out your mouth, amen. If you will focus on the things the Lord has done for you, the things that He is doing, the things that He will do, the things that you're believing God for, amen, all of a sudden there's a praise that begins to rise up on the inside. And if that's what you focus on, guess what? That's what comes out your mouth. You begin to thank Him for what He's done. You begin to thank him, praise God. Why? Because you have an appreciation. Amen. Hallelujah. You have an adoration, an appreciation. So what happens then, you begin to confess that out your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the word's pretty clear about the importance of your mouth, the importance of what comes out your mouth. And let me take just a few minutes, go through a few verses on that uh, before we kind of dive into a little deeper what we want to do here. So with that said, let's go to Proverbs. 
chapter 21, Proverbs chapter 21, please. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 21, and I'm going to go to verse, let's see, verse 23. It says, whoever guards his mouth, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Whoever guards his mouth, come on now, and, and tongue, right? Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles, praise God. Now, let me give you a couple other translations on that. The message translation says, watch your words and hold your tongue and save yourself a lot of grief. <laughs> I like that. Amen. Watch your words, hold your tongue, and save yourself a lot of grief. Amen. The Passion Translation says it this way. Uh, watch your words and be careful what you say, and you'll be surprised how few troubles that you'll have. All right, let me say that again. Watch your words and be careful what you say, and you, uh, you will be uh, surprised how few troubles you have. Now, a lot of times you read stuff like that, and immediately what you might start thinking about is, well, you know, you just watch it because you, you know, you're going to offend somebody or you're going to get somebody mad or you're going to, you know, make somebody sad or uh, whatever. Or it's going to, you know, if you're responding or reacting to something somebody else says. Now, get, get that. We're not taking away from any of that. You need to guard how you communicate with other people. But I'm trying to bring out today is it isn't just about that. See, there's power in words. All right. And, and I'm, I want you to see that. So when I'm, when I'm talking about today, when he says guarding your mouth and tongue, there's a reason for it. It's a more of a spiritual reason for it, okay? All right, so uh, let's see here. Psalms 141 and verse 3, uh, this is what David had to say. He said, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and keep watch over the doors of my lips, okay? I'll say it again. This is Psalms 141, verse 3. And David talking here. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and keep watch over the doors of my lips. So what he's doing is asking God to help him keep control of his words, keep control of what comes out his mouth, all right? Okay, here's what Job had to say in Job 6, in verse 24 and 25. He said this, teach me, uh, teach me, and I will hold my tongue. Now, if you recall, he was kind of being called out on the carpet about, you know, some things, and one of those things was his words, what he was saying. He was being emotionally, uh, you know, emotionally overcome by everything that happened. He had a lot of stuff happening. There was no doubt about it. We're not making light of Job's life and, and the things he had to deal with, okay? But what he was doing, or what he was then getting, he was getting a rebuke because he was just kind of letting his mouth run wild, okay? So he said, he said, uh, said a, uh, pardon me, teach me and I will hold my tongue. And then the next verse, he said, how forceful are right words, all right? How forceful are right words, okay? And uh, that really, that whole text in there is kind of a, kind of a cool text. But uh, the point is this, okay, he's, he's understanding, okay? He's getting called out on the carpet a little bit about what he was saying and, and how he was talking. And so he, you know, he basically said, okay, you know, I'll change my words, help me with this, all right. Of course, he had some other things he wanted to talk about, and he you know, had some questions he wanted dealt with. But the bottom line was, okay, 
is he understood, okay, great. I understand my mouth's off here, all right? I need to change that, so help me do that, praise God. And I thought that was, that was good, right? So David saw the importance of God helping him with, with, his, with his tongue, with his mouth. Job sees the understanding or understands the importance of guarding his words, and, and also uh, Solomon understands that. Again, back in Proverbs, in verse 18 now, all right, let's go to verse 21. This is what, this, uh, this is what uh, Solomon said. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay, death and life. This is Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life, in other words, pestilence and ruin is what the word death means. The word alive here means to make alive, fresh or whole. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. In other words, it's in the hand or the means or the direction of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, if you keep talking that way, you're going to experience a result as, as a result, um, because of it. In other words, you're going to eat the fruit of what you keep saying. Okay. Now, again, another lot of stuff said in that little text there. and There's actually a few more verses included with that. But I'm just trying to show you the importance of the mouth and what's coming out that mouth, all right? So it's far better to have thanks coming out your mouth than a bunch of negativity, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, hurtful things or a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, doubt and unbelief and all that kind of stuff coming out your mouth. Let me give you a couple more verses here. The book of James in chapter 3 in verse 6, okay? Now, James is the half-brother of Jesus, okay? He grew up in the same household with Jesus, okay? This, this James. And so he says this. He's talking about in chapter 3 about the power of the tongue, the power of your mouth and the words that you speak, okay? And he says this in verse 6. He says, the tongue uh, can defile the whole body. Okay, the tongue can defile the whole body and set on fire the course of nature. Oh, that's powerful. And the tongue can defile the whole body and set on fire the course of nature. All right? Can literally defile your body and literally set a blaze. One translation set a blaze everything in front of you. Okay? I think that's important. Now, Jesus said this in Matthew 15, verse 11. He said this, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man. It's what comes out his mouth that defiles him. All right? It's not what goes in the mouth. It's what comes out your mouth that's going to defile you. In fact, earlier in the book, he said, by your words, you're justified, and by your words, you're condemned. Okay, talking about the importance of what's coming out your mouth. Now, I took a little time just to kind of hammer on that a little bit because we sometimes, you know, read stuff and you think, talk about, you know, guarding what you say. We think it's all based on just what we, you know, in our communication with, with uh, you know, an individual or, or how you talk in the house or how you talk, you know, at the job site or whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away from any of that. There is importance in that, how you communicate with one another. But you have to see the importance of words coming out your mouth and what it does in the unseen realm. You have to understand that, okay? If you will know, or pardon me, if you will glean and learn the importance of words coming out your mouth, what it does in an unseen realm is far more critical 
than just, you know, offending somebody because you said something a little off, okay? And I'm not making light of that. I'm just telling you, okay? You got to understand the unseen. Are you hearing me today? Amen. Praise God. I hope so. Because that's what's important here, all right? With that said, let's go to the book of Psalms. And we're not too far from there. So book of Psalms, uh, chapter 100. I like Psalms 100. Hallelujah. Psalms 100, please. Psalms 100. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The one thing that I uh, tried to establish, I hope I got it out here, that, you know, your mouth... Um, your mouth can be the cause of a lot of troubles. And it could be the, or I could say maybe the source of troubles. That's maybe a way of saying it. It is also the source of your victories, okay? So there's a lot hinged, kind of maybe a way of saying it, but a lot hinged on words that come out of your mouth. You could create a lot of problems, or you could fix things, turn things around, come on, by just what you speak, okay? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue, all right? It's not what goes in, it's what's coming out your mouth that's going to determine some things. Justification, condemnation, okay? Life, death, blessing, curse, all this kind of stuff, amen, is based on what's coming out your mouth. Also, I'd like to say this, that our mouth, in fact, we've kind of seen that in a couple of those verses we read, that our own mouth is under our own jurisdiction. That our own mouth is under our own jurisdiction or area of authority. In other words, God, ain't, God isn't determining what you say. Now, He'll help you, as like David said, put a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, put a watch over the doors of my lips. Now, that didn't mean that God was going to control what he said. What that means is God will be there to give you a witness. And I've learned this myself in, uh, you know, in our, in my, uh, as I grew up in the things of God, that as I began to uh, ask the Lord to give me help with this, the Spirit of God would constantly give me a witness when I start speaking doubt and unbelief or start speaking negativity out my mouth. The Spirit of God would give me a witness that I need to change that or I need to not say that, or I need to say more of this, or you know, just eliminate that kind of talk, whatever it was. The point was, he'll help you with it, but he doesn't have jurisdiction over your mouth. You do. You're the one that determines what comes out your mouth. Now, again, as I said earlier, a big key in that is what you're focusing on. You know, what you're giving, uh, you know, giving attention to, okay? You're, you're, you're kind of focusing all the negative, then it's, it's inevitable pretty soon that's what's going to come out your mouth because you fill your heart with it, okay? Then that's what comes out, all right? You fill your head with it, so that's what comes out, all right? You know, you focus on the good, and that's why I said early on, you know, you, we need to be focusing on the things that God has done, the things that God is doing, Amen. And the things, praise God, that you're believing God to do, praise God. And because of those kind of things, you can keep yourself in a place of thanksgiving or a place of, of adoration and appreciation unto God because of the fact, praise God, of just the great things that he's done, doing, and will do, praise God. Amen. Enough said. All right, Psalms 100. Let's look at this now. Verse 1, make a joyful shout 
to the Lord. In other words, you get your mouth, here we go, right off the bat, get your mouth working for you. Make a joyful shout, all ye lands or all ye people. Serve the Lord with gladness. And that word gladness, again, uh, it means gratitude or joyful gratitude. Come before his presence with singing. Okay, now in chapter 95 and verse 2, it brings out you come before his presence with thanksgiving. Okay, but anyway, here we go. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates, plural, gates, with thanksgiving, and into his courts, plural, courts, with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for he is good. Okay, now get this. He is good, and his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Now, let me just, on that verse, before I uh, get up here and, and kind of hammer on what I need to today, but even in this verse 5 here, you're talking about God is good, okay? So keep that in mind. God is good. It's kind of what we've read there in Colossians. God is good right now. His mercy is everlasting. Now, uh, you know, we've taught on mercy, uh, uh, you know, off and on, talking about mercy and grace and the difference and the importance of it. And mercy is about covering that which is, you know, from this moment back. When you think about His mercy is everlasting, it's ongoing, but the mercy is there to cover anything from here on back. And grace, of course, is empowering you to do everything forward. Now, I brought that out for this reason, because it says here, God is good, His mercy is everlasting, and it goes on, His truth endures to all generations. The point I'm just trying to say is even in verse 5, it's talking about things that God has done, is doing, and will do. Okay, saying the same thing, it's just in a little bit different wording, a little bit different verbiage here. Okay, saying the same thing. Amen. We're, we got something to praise God about, what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will do. Amen. All right, now let's back up to verse 4. This is kind of my key verse here. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise be thankful to him and bless his name let's define some of this um let's see here uh says actually i'll tell you what let me do this uh the scripture says this enter with the thank with the password thank you it says in the message translation i thought i'd at least throw that out i thought that was kind of fun amen enter in with the password thank you i thought that was good but anyway here we go so enter in his gates with thanksgiving okay now thanksgiving or pardon me, enter into his gates. Let's, let's define it. The word enter means to cause, to enter into, uh, to grant entrance, to come, or pardon me, cause to come upon or in and out, in and out. So it's talking about, obviously we're seeing kind of a, a doorway here. He says, enter into his gates. The word gates now means doorway or an opening or an entrance. Uh, an entrance way, it means this to a portal. Thought that was kind of kind of a neat uh, way of looking at it. A passageway going in and out. So kind of said entering into gates. So we're seeing an actual, we're seeing actual gates. Okay. Now it's plural. Okay, because there's different gates. There's different entrances. There's different portals. Okay. There's different. Uh, uh, what's another word to use? A passageway. 
openings, okay? Now, obviously, it's not talking about something you're seeing with the natural eye. It's something that's, you know, something in the unseen because it's talking about entering into his gates with thanksgiving, okay? And again, the word thanksgiving is, again, defined as, uh, I said earlier, to express gratitude, to speak praise, confess adoration and appreciation. So in other words, speaking out your mouth, amen, hallelujah. So what you speak out your mouth causes you to enter into his gates or another gate, depending on what we're saying. So there's entrances and there's portals, there's gates, um, doorways, an entranceway, openings, okay, there's plural. Now this is talking about his gates with thanksgiving. Well, not everybody's always given thanksgiving. Some people are saying other things. And like we said earlier, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now the scriptures, okay, I don't have time necessarily to go through it all, but the scriptures talks about different gates. Okay, it talks about the gates of heaven, talks about the gates of righteousness, talks about the gates of Jerusalem, the gates of the new Jerusalem, even in the book of Revelations brings that out. Uh, it also talks about other gates. Okay, talks about the gates of death, okay, which is not good, the gates of Sheol, okay, or the gates of Hades. Okay, now this is just through the scriptures, and I'm sure there's probably others, but those we're seeing, I'm just trying to give you the understanding that there are all kinds of gates, all kinds of openings or portals, okay? So we're seeing there's, like in a sense, like gates of heaven, and we're also seeing the gates of hell. So the point I'm trying to bring out is this, that when you are giving thanksgiving unto God, the Word says you're entering into His gates. Well, what gates do you think you're going into if you're, you know, you're being unthankful or critical or negative, or doubt and unbelief. You know, there's other gates, there's other portals, there's other entrances, okay? Now, I'm trying to show you, this is what I'm trying to bring out, okay, that when we're talking about the importance or the power of thanks, see, the main reason is because it's what's coming out your mouth and what it begins to produce in your life, okay? It's, you know... Obviously, God appreciates when you appreciate Him. There's no doubt about that. But we're seeing here, He says, that when you do that, you're entering into a portal, okay, an entrance, okay, hallelujah, one of His portals when you begin to give thanks, all right? So the giving of thanks puts you into or you're able to enter through His gateway or His portal, okay, His entrance, okay? There's doorways or gateways, amen, that you're entering into, praise God. I'm kind of kind of really hammering on it, but I'm trying to make a point, okay? All right, so what gates are you going through? I'm just going to throw that question out because what's coming out your mouth is determining what gates you're, gonna, you're going through, all right? Because you could be opening the door, in a sense, to the demonic realm based on something other than thanks. See, maybe you're being unthankful or critical or judgmental or negative or uh, doubt or unbelief, as I said earlier. These are things that what happens, is, see, through those words, because words coming out your mouth produce things. So what gates are you going through? 
What are you given access to? Or what are you maybe, in a sense, stepping into? Okay, maybe a way of saying it. All right. Now, hang on. Okay. So the rest of this verse says this. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It says into his courts, plural again, okay, with praise, okay, with praise, okay, which is really that word praise there means a complimentary. In other words, you're singing about what you love about God or what you enjoy about God or the things you, you're thankful for, okay? So it's kind of saying the same thing, but it says into his courts here. Now, the word courts, remember it's plural, but it says a courtyard or a yard encompassed by a fence or a wall. What it's talking about, as you kind of dive into that a little deeper there in the Hebrew, it talks about an environment, okay, or an atmosphere, okay? So, again, I'm asking the question then, what kind of environment or atmosphere? See, if we're going through a certain portal or a certain gateway or a certain opening, okay, we're stepping into, in a sense, a courtyard, an environment, an atmosphere, all right? So if it's the right gates and the right court, his court, his gate, then obviously the atmosphere and the environment that you're stepping into is going to be good. In other words, you're given place for God to move. If you are not, if you're stepping into something else, okay, then you have to understand that you're now entering into a different environment or a different atmosphere because you've come through, you know, you're now stepping into a different entrance or portal. Come on now, all unseen stuff here. But the problem is with all this unseen stuff, Okay, I shouldn't say the problem with. If it's good, then it's great. But if it's not, then it's, it can be a problem. Now, what I'm trying to say is this, okay, what you begin to give way for in the unseen is going to eventually determine things in your life in the physical realm, a big part of it, okay? So that's why, you know, he, he says you got to guard your words. That's why, you know, Jesus brought that out. you got to guard your words. That's why Solomon brought it out. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. you got to guard your words. That's why David brought it out. Lord, help me with this. I know I got to have right words. Job understood that. I got to have right words. All right. I need to be saying the right things. All right. Because it gives place for an atmosphere or an environment. You're entering in through a gateway, and I know I'm, I'm hammering on it, but I'm trying to show you the importance of the power of thanks. Amen. I know there's things going on. There are probably things going on in your life right now that you're not enjoying or you're not liking or there's something not going the way you wanted it to go. Well, you, listen, you want to change that? The quickest way to do that is get your mouth working for you. Start giving thanks unto God. Start finding those things. Start you know, getting yourself stirred up about the things that God has done for you, the things that God is doing even right now. Amen, the things that you're believing for that God's going to do because of the promises of God and what He proclaimed in His Word He'll do. And you're releasing faith through prayer. Believe in God. Get yourself encouraged by that, praise God. Start being thankful, amen, for what He's done, for what He's doing, and for what He, for what he will do, praise God. Amen. If you will begin to do that, you enter into, in the unseen, you literally put yourself through that entrance, through that portal, 
amen, through that gateway, praise God, stepping into a courtyard, an atmosphere, an environment of God, giving God room to move. And as that happens, praise God, it begins to manifest around you, amen. All of a sudden, you're seeing God, hallelujah, show himself strong on your behalf, praise God, hallelujah. But if you're going to be caught up in all the junk, if you're just going to focus on the junk, listen, there's no doubt there are, there's junk in our past. There's no doubt that there might be something right now happening that, that's not fun or not, and may not even be even remotely of God, but it's happening. It's going on. See, we're not making light of the fact that there's some things going on. We're not even going to tell you that everything you're going to experience from this moment on is going to be beautiful and glorious and, you know, uh, roses, peaches, and cream or whatever, however it is. We're, we're not saying that at all. We're just saying that if you want, amen, if you want, hallelujah, more of God, the atmosphere of God, uh, the environment of God moving in your life, and before you praise God, then what you got to do is get your mouth working for you. Oh, hallelujah. And it comes by focusing on the right things. Because what you feel yourself, what, what you put in your heart, put in your head, guess what? Ultimately, it's going to come out your mouth. And that's why you start focusing on the fact that, praise God, my God has, has delivered me, praise God. I've been set free. I'm born again. I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm heaven bound. Hallelujah. I got the word of God uh, as, as, a, as a weapon in my hand. I got, praise God, I, I've got the armor of God. I've got, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. My God meets all my needs. I mean, you start, man, getting that rolling pretty soon, man. You start getting the right things coming out your mouth. You're stepping through a gateway, an entrance a portal into an atmosphere, an environment, praise God, a courtyard of the Lord. Hallelujah. Guess what? Making a place now and all of a sudden it begins to not only uh, something that's happening in the unseen, it begins now to move into the seen realm for you and your family, your church, your business. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is how it works. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's look at a verse here. I'm going to go to Isaiah 51, please. Isaiah, let me shift here, Isaiah 51. Hope you're hearing this today. Isaiah 51. You know, really, when you stop and think about it, um, you know, it's real easy to, as I said earlier, real easy to get kind of focused on some junk or negatives. And again, we're not making light of what anybody might be going through. We're not saying that, you know, just ignore it or whatever, that it's really not happening or really not, ha you know, not really going on or whatever. We're just saying, listen, if you will just begin to do, you know, remember, it's the will of God for you that in everything, in the midst of anything and everything you're going through, it's the will of God for you to get your mouth working for you. Amen. It's, it, you know, it's what brings pleasure to him. Amen. It's what brings satisfaction to him. And not only that, it's what begins to set the stage for days ahead for you. So you want your mouth working for you. Amen. I mean, if all you can say is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, 
Amen. For what you're about to do, I thank you, Lord, that things are shifting and changing. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. No matter what has happened, praise God, I know you're at work even right now. I mean, you may not, you may not have any more words than that, but, but you get the thing rolling in the right direction. And you, once you get through that right gate and get yourself into the right courtyard, you're more apt to see this stuff manifesting in your life. All right. Now, now hear this, okay, because here it is in Isaiah 51, verse 3, and it says this. For the Lord will comfort Zion, literally means to avenge or restore Zion, which Zion is a type of the church. So that's you or me, okay? He will comfort uh, all her waste places. He will comfort all her waste places, literally means desolate, even speaks of drought, okay? He will make her wilderness like Eden. The word wilderness here is, is, is talking about... Uh, uh, driven in a pasture without. In other words, uh, it, you know, it has no, no, good, no good feeding there, no good eating. It's a bad place, okay? You can imagine, right? The waste places, the wilderness. These are, nothing's good about this. But it says, He will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness, here we go, like Eden for her desert. That means a sterile, sterile valley. Her desert, again, talking about the church, her desert like the garden of the Lord. So he's going to change the wilderness into Eden, the garden, or pardon me, the desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Here we go, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Joy and gladness, hallelujah, gratitude, thanksgiving. The voice of melody is talking about proclaiming or a proclamation to call aloud what God has done. That's what that verse uh, word means. The point I'm trying to make is, how does everything shift and change? By thanksgiving, by gratitude getting your mouth working for you by the praises, the voice of melody or the voice of praise. Come on now. You got to get things shifted. Now it says here it'll turn, it'll turn the waste places, what it say, uh, and the wilderness like Eden, the desert like the garden of the Lord. So I thought, you know, the word Eden is kind of key. Okay. Now, you know as well as I do that you can't find Eden on planet Earth right now. Eden's gone, but Eden still exists. Okay. And the word Eden in, in the Hebrew, I mean, if you look it up in a concordance, it's just going to say the garden of the Lord. Uh, that's pretty much all it defines it as. But when you look at it actually in Hebrew, in the, in the lettering of, of, the, of, of the word Eden, okay, means this, okay, a momentary spot where his presence is an open door to heaven. That's literally what the word Eden is made of, okay, because of the way that the Hebrew letters work, okay. And so it means this, a momentary spot, okay, where his presence is an open door to heaven or heaven's resources is what it's referring to. In other words, he's talking the same thing, same thing we've been talking about. If you will begin to give thanks, begin to give adoration and appreciation, if you will begin to find the things out, amen, start focusing on the good things and begin to give God thanks, Amen. What it does, you go through a portal into an atmosphere and an environment. And in this verse, what it's bringing out, you literally are stepping into Eden. Okay? And I'm just saying, that is where Eden is right now. Amen. And all you have to do to have access into that is to begin to get your mouth working right. Get your mouth working for you. Start having some praise. Start having some thanksgiving praise God. You know, I'm thankful for the holidays that, 
You know, we share here at the end of November every year, you know, Thanksgiving is a, is a wonderful thing because of what this country and how it all began and everything. And that's, you know, we give thanks for these kind of things. And for that, I am grateful. But Thanksgiving is not just about some holiday, okay? It ought to be something that, that works in our life every day, praise God. And every day, amen, we should be tapping Eden. Every day, tapping that atmosphere, that courtyard of the Lord, amen, that garden of the Lord, so to speak, amen. The tapping that environment of God, amen. Why? To make a way for things to shift and change uh, for you and me, praise God. Not only in our own heart, not only in our own life, our own walk, but begin to see things shift and change around us, praise God. Now, with that said, um, you know, I see, uh, I'm just going to kind of throw some of this out here. In fact, I tell you what, let's, um, let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 28, please. Deuteronomy, that's what I kind of feel my heart need to do right now. Deuteronomy 28. Because <clears throat> I'm talking about not just something staying in an unseen realm, but something, if you tap that environment or atmosphere, you go through that portal, it begins then to shift and change some things in the seen realm, okay? Now, Deuteronomy 28, of course, is talking about the blessing and the curse. It basically just kind of, in a way, defines what God's talking about when He says that you want, you want the blessing in your life. He said to make a choice. Choose life, you know, that the blessing, see, is going to manifest in your life. He's talking about that in these last couple chapters here. But he begins to define it a little bit. He says, if you will follow me, if you will give heed to the things I say, you will begin to walk in a manifestation of good things happening around you called the blessing. Okay? But then he goes on and explains, but if you're not going to give heed to any of this, then you have to understand that it's going to give place to a bunch of bad things around you in your life, in your household, in your businesses, okay, in your, uh, your, the raising of your families, all this yuck, your health, all this stuff that is so bad, so ugly, and he defines it as the curse. But he makes a statement in talking about the curse, in verse 47 of Deuteronomy 28, he said, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness for the abundance of everything. Joy and gladness is talking about literally, it means gratitude. A heart filled with gratitude or thanksgiving. All right? Because you would not give thanks for the things that were going good. You wouldn't give thanks unto God for what he has done. What happens, you, you, got, you were unthankful. You were unthankful. And because of it, it gave place to a bunch of junk. You went through the wrong portal. You stepped into the wrong atmosphere, a courtyard. You didn't tap Eden. You tapped something completely different. You went through the court, or pardon me, the gateways of hell or Shoal or Hades, it talks about. Okay, that's what you went into. And now it, it created this thing called the curse in your life. Romans 1 brings this out about uh, people being unthankful. Because they're unthankful, it creates this hell that, that nobody wants. This progression of bad things begins to happen, all because of being unthankful. I think about stories like 
David, when he, uh, you know, uh, when the Ark of the Covenant was coming into the city, and we see this in, in 2 Samuel 6, and it talks about, uh, you know, he's praising and worshiping God, giving God thanks because of the fact that the Ark of the Covenant is now uh, here in the city, praise God. And his wife is watching from the uh, from the castle, so to speak, you know, uh, you know, from from their place, watching as he's dancing and and twirling and praising God, and and she basically says, you know, you just embarrassed yourself today because uh, you know you just you know dancing around in your underwear, man. You 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 know you all you did is embarrass yourself, embarrassed us, and 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 he said, listen, it was better that I did this. In fact. You think that was undignified? You wait to see uh, what's going to happen next, praise God. I mean, he said, I'm just into praising God, worshiping God. Well, she got all upset about it. She was, uh, the words that came out of her mouth were not words of praise or thanksgiving. And get this, the scripture says there at the end of that chapter that uh, McCall, I think it was her name, uh, uh, was barren as a result of it. She remained barren. Now, David remained fruitful. She remained barren. I'm trying to just another thing to look at that you get the wrong things coming out your mouth, okay? It's going to produce this this curse, this life of misery, okay? This upheaval, this, you know, horrible thing in front of you all because of what's coming out your mouth. Are you hearing me? We also see in the Scriptures, of the children of Israel, uh, when they, they got delivered out of Egypt, all right, and then they sent the, the 12 spies into the land, to, uh, into the promised land to spy out the land. They come back, 10 of the 12 give an evil report, and everybody gives heed to what the, ten, what the 10 said instead of what Joshua and Caleb said. They said, listen, God said we can do this, we can do this. They said, no, man, there's no way. You know, we're grasshoppers in their sight and in our own side, and, and there's no way that, uh, man, we're going to be doomed. Our families are going to be destroyed. They started saying the wrong things. Come on now. The point I'm trying to make is, as a result of it, they never got to go into a promised land. Now, get this. The Scripture brings out that they, uh, they complained. The children of Israel complained out their mouth. We see that in Numbers 14. We see that in Psalms 106 and multiple places where it says they complained in their tents. They murmured, they griped. God just delivered them from 430 years of bondage out of the Egyptian grip. Brought them across, you know, the part of the Red Sea. Are you hearing me? Now, they had something to be thankful for. They, they went across the Red Sea as it was parted, literally went across on dry ground. Somehow, I mean, not only did he part the sea, cause the ground to be dry enough, they could walk across it. And then the enemy followed in and they closed in on the enemy. Their enemies are now destroyed. They get hungry. They whine to God for food. God gives them a, a manna from the sky every day. Quail came through the, the, uh, the camp every day. They whined about enough water. God, you know, uh, uh, through the Moses striking a rock, the water pours out of a rock. Now, they're, I, I'm telling you, they had something to be thankful for. They 
you know, a pillar of a fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day. God was always showing and manifesting his presence with them every day. I mean, they had so much to be thankful for, but they choose or they made a choice to complain instead, to say out their mouth something other than thanks and praise. And as a result of it, they wander in a wilderness. That generation never got to experience the promised land. So they experienced the curse. I thought one other reference would be worthy of bringing out. And if you go into Philippians, in fact, let's do that. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, and we'll close with this one. Hope you're hearing us today. Philippians 4, and again, it's talking about rejoicing in the Lord. But it says this in verse 6 of chapter 4, Be anxious, or, uh, you know, don't be anxious, and be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't be stressing out about things. Come on now. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Okay, so we're talking about praying again, about intercede, interceding. With, here we go, thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And it says, and the peace of God will surpass all understanding, guarding your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Of course, it goes on talking about what you're going to meditate on, keep, keep locked on your attention to but it talks about the peace of God. So the point I'm trying to make is you can either be stressed out or you can walk under the peace of God. And that's what this text brings out. What makes the difference? Thanksgiving. You can be stressing out about everything or you can focus on the right things and you can start giving God thanks for all the things God has done, is doing, will do. Praise God. Get your attention going in the right direction. Start giving some thanks. Get your mouth working for you. You start going through the right portal, the right entrance, the right gate, praise God. You come into the right courtyard, the right atmosphere, environment. You're tapping into Eden. All of a sudden, you're given place for peace. You're given place for life and life more abundant. You're given place for, uh, you know, the promised land, the promises of God manifesting on your behalf. You're giving place, praise God. Hallelujah for the blessing. Hallelujah. You're given place for these things. Hallelujah to be uh, fruitful versus being barren. Amen. As we mentioned there, hallelujah. So these are all things, hallelujah, depending on where you, uh, where you give your attention and what you cut coming out your mouth. And this, this chapter right here says the same thing. What do you want? You want, you want to be stressed out? You want to be anxious about everything? Caught up in all this stuff? Stressed not about everything? Or you would you rather have the peace of God? Peace, it literally says a peace. What? That surpasses all in other words, so it bypasses your head wants to race down that road with all the other stuff, but it'll bypass that. Amen. It'll guard your heart and it'll guard your mind. I mean, just by giving some thanks. Okay? Of course, he's talking about prayer and thanks and supplication, but it says with thanksgiving. Amen. Just another verse, another reference to show you the importance of getting your mouth going in the right place. Praise God. Hope you got something today. Father, we give praise and glory once again for your word. Thank you for this principle today. Thank you for the power of thanks. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for a people who are thankful. Praise God. Who will focus on the great things, the glorious things you've already done, the awesome things you are doing even right now. And Lord, by faith for the things you're going to do tomorrow and beyond, for that we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash 
WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.